Hello everyone, welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast, and I'm joined by a Rabbitohs legend, you could say. Um, he also played for a little bit of time at the Panthers and Western Suburbs, I think, I may be wrong. Um, please join me in welcoming Rabbitohs Radio Podcast host, Darren Brown, to the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, and how are you going at the moment, mate? Yeah, uh, not too bad, mate, and thanks for having us. Yeah, no, no dramas, mate. Um, so, basically... Honestly, don't know really where to begin. Um, let's start with your career stuff. Um, you made your debut for the Bunnies, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and with that, what was it like uh, playing at the at the Rabbitohs during that time and making your debut? Yeah, mate, I was a, um, a South Sydney junior. So, mm-hmm. to, and, and you're correct there. I made my debut uh, for the for the mighty Rabbitohs, and I actually just lived up the up the road. Uh, from Redfern Oval, so oh, it's wow. a great honour to play for a club that I supported, and also I played in their juniors and uh, making my debut, you know, alongside the likes of, um, you know, Les Davison, Mario Fennick, Craig Coleman. Oh, Tugger, uh, well, there's some uh, great names right there. Yeah, so it was a great honour, um, and, you know, it was a great thrill to make my debut for a club that I always wanted to play for. Oh, wonderful. Um, and then you had a bit of a stint at some other clubs. Obviously, um, notably, you played a few games at the Bulldogs. You played a bit at Western Suburbs and played almost, as far as, I, cause I, as far as I'm led to believe with the statistics, you played almost as many games for the Panthers as you did for the Bunnies because after the Panthers, you went back to the Bunnies. Um, which team do you think you had the biggest impact at, the Panthers or the Bunnies? Yeah, well, that's hard to say. I was sort of like a young bloke coming through and just learning my trade at the Rabbitohs. Yep. Uh, like we just spoke about, I made my debut and uh, as a young 18, 19-year-old and I was sort of like learn, learning the game a little bit. And by the time I got to the Panthers, I'd played a, a lot of first grade. And yeah, I was yeah. More or less one of the senior players and the more experienced players uh, there. So, you know, I... You know, I'd like to believe that I had an impact at, at both clubs. Yep. Uh, and both, you know, they were both great clubs to play for. No, that's fair enough. Um, and speaking of your time at the Rabbitohs, obviously you then went back to the Rabbitohs after being at Penrith. Was it always a like? Was it an end goal to finish your career at the Rabbitohs, or did it just sort of happen stance to end up like that? Yeah, no, well, I'll just I'll pick you up on that one. I went to um, I went to the Bulldogs and then I went back to the Rabbitohs. That's right, sorry. Then I, then I went, yeah, then I went to the Panthers and um, once I finished at the Panthers, I actually headed overseas to the to Salford, to the UK wasn't it? Super League. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you've more or less finished your first grade in Australia for the Panthers. Sorry, I, I got that mixed up. I did read up as much as I could. Um, no, so good, what mate. was it like over in England? Because um, obviously I've interviewed quite a few players and they some of them played in the Super League and the NRL and they say that it's chalk and cheese in comparison. What are your thoughts? It was a great experience. Uh, I liked the football. I knew what to expect because I'd been over there a couple of times uh, prior to heading over uh, in, later in my career, I went over there as a as a young a young fellow with uh, Steve Maven and Darren McCarthy, and we played in a, a second division team uh, for about ten games. Oh wow! That was when you could play. You could go over in the off season. Yep. Uh, because because they played their, in their winter over yep. there. Yeah, that was before they switched to m- matching it with the Australian season. Yep. That's correct. So you could go over there in the off season and, and play ten or twelve games. And, and then come back and be ready for for the next coming season. So 
And I also headed over there with Penrith when the Super League was on. Okay, uh, yeah, yes, that's challenge. right, yes, yep. So, so I sort of like knew what to expect when I was going over there, uh, the weather and, and the type of football they played. Yep. And it was a great experience. Uh, I've got a lot of great mates over there, and Salford were a, a wonderful club. Uh, they still are. And, they still are, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, well, they actually made the grand final last year. Unfortunately, they didn't uh, They didn't win, but... Oh, but you know, they turned some heads doing it. I, I was watching the back end of last season of the Super League, and yeah, they, they were... No offense, and they were going shocking for a majority of the season. But then they literally, more or less, pulled it out of nowhere, and I think won like eleven or something in a row to make the grand final, which is an amazing effort on their on their behalf. Yeah, that, that's correct. And uh, the coach Ian Watson done a great job, and um, you know it's done it's done well for for the club because they're they're a battling club. Yes, they are. It was, it was great to see him, uh, you know. Success. Well, for sure, because they've they've more or less. I mean, they've not been relegated, but they've been bottom-ish of the area of the ladder over the last few years. So to see them even make the grand final is a massive achievement on their on their part over the last few years. Now, cutting to a few fun questions. Um, how do you like your steak cooked? Oh, my steak, medium. Um, medium. Medium. Okay. Um, what is your beer of choice if you're a drinker, and if not, what's your um, Virgin drink of choice. Yeah, definitely, definitely a beer drinker. Yeah, um, I don't mind a great northern, but I'll oh, yep. I'll try any any type of beer. There's always a lot of different type of beers coming out these days. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of boutique, um, you know, breweries around. So, uh, you know, I'm happy to to try them all. The Newtown is not too bad as well. Yeah, no, that's true. Yep, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a fan of uh, Great Northern, and I've also got on to 150 Lashes. That's that's also quite nice at the moment. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I'd seen the ads, and I was like, oh, I want to try that. And yeah, it turned out to be pretty good. So yeah, I'm, I'm a Forex uh, or Great Northern or at the moment as well, uh, 150 Lashes. Um, if you could have any gadget from any movie whether that's a spy movie, a superhero movie, or whatever, what would it be and why? Oh, wow. Uh, tough little question, that one. Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe a magic ring? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or ma- the magic carpet? Yeah. Just hop, hop on your carpet and... Uh, Go wherever. Go anywhere. Yeah, no nice. Traffic. Nice. Um... A few stories. Do you have any stories about your time? Like, who was the funniest bloke? Who was the larrikin that would always, um, you know, be pulling pranks in the sheds and whatnot after a game? Or a- uh, a- any safe uh, for the podcast stories? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, probably not, not so many um, for the podcast stories, but, you know, there, there's a lot of larrikins in rugby league. And oh, for sure. Two are probably the, the funniest are probably Brian Fletcher, who, who I'm good mates with. I uh, didn't actually get to play with Brian, but play, played against him on many occasions. And yep. another one that I, I think you've already interviewed, uh, Nat Wood. Yes, yeah. Oh, Nat Wood. He's he's a larrikin of like I have interviewed him. He he's a good mate. He's so funny and. The, the stories he has about, especially, obviously, the time when he was at um, New Zealand and scared the living daylights out of young Nathan Cleary when he was playing with Ivan is synonymous with New Zealand. I love that story. And so you, you, he was a larrikin when you were playing with him as well, was he? Yeah, well, Woodsy's always been a larrikin. He, he came through with uh, the South Juniors and um, he, he was at South. He was a young fellow when I was there and 
But uh, they're probably two of the the most funniest uh, you know players that that I've known. Okay. Um, did you have a ritual before each game? You know, like in the sense of some players are like, I have to be the first to get the rub down, first to do this. I have to do it in this order, otherwise my game is going to be thrown off. Did you have any particulars like that? Not really. Uh, probably wore the, I wore the same pair of speedos mm-hmm. pretty much for um, you know the whole season. So that that was probably uh, a bit of a. A ritual that that I done. Um, a lot of people you know, like to run out last. You know, you know, put your left sock on before your right sock. But yeah, more more traditional me was probably wear the same pair of speedos every week. No, that's fair enough. Um, and who was do you reckon the most crazy in the club? You know, the one that would just always give a thousand percent, even if you didn't ask them to. Um. Probably played at a few clubs, and uh, the one that could come to hand is probably Craig Gower. Yep. Um, yep. I played with uh, Gower at, at Penrith. He was only a young kid coming through at the time, and he was one of them kids that would just give his all every game. Well, I mean, play injured. Yep. Like the 03 Grand Final, he, at the end of the game, you could see he had a busted, like, eye socket and everything like that. Yeah, it's just in his nature to. You know, for him to play the, the way he did for so long, and uh, you know he he deserved every bit of success that come his way. Oh, a hundred percent. Now, talking a little bit about your podcast, it's called Rabbitohs Radio. And to anyone who is listening to this episode, um, can you give them an an idea as to what it is and what you're about? Yeah, sim- similar to yourself, CJ. Um, we're we're a podcast, uh, a weekly podcast that we we produce. Uh, it's about this time last year that we come up with the idea. It's a great idea. Yeah, the Rabbitohs um, didn't have a podcast and they still don't have a podcast uh, at, at this time. And, and we thought, uh, both myself, Steve Maven, and, and our host, Grant Chappell, yep. who's a passionate Rabbitohs supporter and probably knows more about the Rabbitohs than what we do. And we, <laughs> we play for the club. So, um, <laughs> yep. But yeah, we're... Three of us come up with the idea, and um, we've had some great guests on. And and who are some of the guests that people might be interested in, in listening to? We've had all the greats on uh, from you know back in the day: Ronnie Coote, Bob McCarthy, and uh, yeah, we've had Tugger on. Yep, you have had Tugger Coleman. Have you had Sam Burgess for any of the young kids? Have you had Sammy? Have you had John Sutton? Any of those sort of um, just recently retired sort of players? Yeah, we've had Sato on. We've done a we've done a special on Sato when he announced his retirement. Oh wow! We've, we've done a big um, special on him. I haven't had Sam at, at this point of time, but he has agreed to come on the show. And awesome. More recent, more recently, we've had Cameron Murray. Uh, we've had the assistant coach Jason Demetrio, Liam yep. Knight. Oh wow! Some uh, some big names. Yeah. Wow, that's some big names. So anyone who's listening to this episode or watching this episode, be sure to head over to Rabbitohs Radio. The link will be in the description on every platform that this goes live on. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, um, Spotify, all that stuff. Just check the link in the description and you'll be able to go and check out that um, that podcast. Um, also, what was I going to say? Sorry, just did a click so I could edit out that um, pause. So, um, so talking about uh, the current NRL situation, given it's got a reformat, Origin at the end of the year, 20 rounds before finals, what are your thoughts on 
the reformat for this year? And also, how do you think the bunnies are going to go this year? Realistically, not bunnies, but goggles on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're uh, we always uh, always got our opinions. And uh, firstly, I think Peter Valendis has done a great job in, in getting the game back up and running before any Tenfold. other sport around the world. Tenfold. Um, and you know, to to be honest with you, it's um, it's going to give us something to watch over over the next few weeks while there's no other sport on and. Uh, yeah, because it, AFL doesn't come back momentum. until June. So, yeah, I, I get you. Sorry, continue. Yeah, hopefully it gains some um, some momentum, not only here in Australia, but around the world. Oh, for sure. Uh, there's, there's no sport being played, you know, in America, um, in the UK. So, obviously, you know, our, our sport will be uh, televised all around the world and, and we might, you know, grab some more supporters yeah, worldwide. So. Well, I'm sure the but Super League it. fans will probably be getting their fix of on NRL TV, um, dot com, whatever the website is that if you're overseas you can watch NRL. I think it's called Watch NRL. I don't know. Sorry, continue. Yeah, but uh, Sky Sports televised a lot of the NRL yeah. over in the UK and over and in I New think, Zealand uh, as well. Yeah, that's correct. And I've seen the Warrington coach Steve Price interviewed. Uh, a couple of days ago, okay. just in regard to the Greg Inglis signing. Yep. And they're all waiting for the NRL to, to get up and running because they're obviously they're not playing over there as well. So no, I, sp- I spoke to the Warrington assistant coach a few weeks ago, a- Andrew Henderson, and yeah, they're still waiting. Um, honestly, for lack of a better term, they're just twiddling their thumbs. Obviously, they are still t- treating it as if the season is going to come back. The players have been told, keep training, keep doing your thing. Um, but they're not really holding out hope at the same time. Sorry, continue. Yeah, mate. Uh, in terms of the Rabbitohs, um, we we got off to a not a bad start at the two th- It was it was it was season. one win and one loss, wasn't it? That's correct. Yeah, we beat the Sharks, and then we come up against a pretty hot Broncos side in the second game. I mean, which, I'm a Broncos uh, fan, so that was good for me. But um, yeah. obviously, I'm watching for the Rabbitohs. Sorry, continue, buddy. Yeah, no. So we. Um, but, you know, we've had about a t- little 10-week break now due to the, uh, you know, the current situation that, yep. that we're facing at, at the moment. Uh, it's going to be like a, a little bit of a, an off-season and we've got to start from scratch again. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, we've had a few hiccups along the way as well over the last few weeks. We've been in the media for, you know, all the wrong reasons. But Unfortunately, hopefully yeah. We can, um, yeah, hopefully we can uh, get off to a good start. We've, we've got a couple of... Good young players there that we're looking forward to come through, and um, you know, we're, we're hopefully we can get off to a win uh, this week against our arch rivals against the Roosters. Well, I mean, I'm not sure, like, because obviously some teams have a hub at the moment, as as you know. Um, is it going to be a Rabbitohs home game, or is it going to be a Roosters home game? Technically, uh, I'm pretty sure it's a Rabbitohs home game. Okay, that'll be good. Uh, Even though there's no crowd, it, it that. Field advantage will still be somewhat better for the Rabbitohs. Um, would you agree? Well, Bankwest Stadium um, for this situation is going to be both the Roosters and uh, the Rabbitohs home ground for, for the next few weeks. Okay. But I, I don't think it'll be anyone's home ground advantage. Other than no Parramatta, ground. except Parramatta, if, if anything. Well, that's right. Uh, admittedly, we were transferring to Bankwest Stadium. Okay. Okay. Uh, during the middle of the year, we're, we're going to head there for our home ground because they're pulling, uh, ANZ. They're doing some, uh, yeah, renovations out there at ANZ. So, um, 
Bankwest was going to be our, our home home ground there for a little while, mm-hmm. but uh, at this stage, you know, we haven't uh, we haven't moved there. No, that's fair. Um, and what are your thoughts on the state of origin being at the end slash the back end of the season? Oh, look, mate. It's my opinion. It's not ideal, uh, but. They have to they have to fit it in somewhere, and it's the only time they can fit it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the, the players are going to be coming uh, off a, a big you know finals campaign. The only concern I've got, and we we chatted about it on our podcast last week, is be sure to check players, out that episode. So continue. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for the players that uh, you know are going to be in contention for selection that miss the semi-finals, mm. they're gonna they're gonna be. Um, not playing any footy for four to five weeks. Yeah, and before Origin, a, yeah. A state of, yeah. I mean, it's okay four or five weeks and, and you come up and play a normal NRL game, but a state of Origin game, high yeah. intensity, uh, you might get found out a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think I'm very, very much so along your lines. Um, maybe they, when they announce the team as in Queensland and New South Wales announced their team, or at least their squad for the camp, I reckon they'll start the camp as soon as the grand final is done. And Dusty was like, literally two days later, even if you're playing in the grand final, you're off to camp until, you know, Origin sort of kicks off. I had an idea. I don't know whether it's a good idea or not, but what are your thoughts on the potential of you can't be selected if your team is in the bottom eight at the end of the season for State of Origin? Oh no, I, I don't think so. I think if you're if you're the best player in that position, you should mm-hmm. be selected. Agreed. Like that's that's what one of my mates brought up. That idea, like as in brought up the um, not the state of origin idea, but the same uh, point that you just made. They said, look, if Tyson Frizzell and the Dragons like make make sixteenth, uh, and say Tyson Frizzell is the best in his position all year, would would you not want him in your New South Wales sort of team? And that made me think. Oh yeah, that's that sounds about like that's fair enough. Sorry, continue. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and, and you know that's the same for say Caelan Ponga. Just mm. say Caelan Ponga's, you know, play, playing for uh, Newcastle and, and they're not doing too well. Um, what are you going to leave Caelan Ponga out, out of the uh, state of origin because no. the team's not going well, but his individual performances are scratch. Uh, we 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 interviewed a um, we interviewed Mark Carroll on our podcast. Yep, yep Spud. Uh, yep, last week. And in Mark Carroll come to uh, the Rabbitohs in 1990 after yep. we won the minor premiership in 89, yep. 1990. We, we got the wooden spoon and Mark Carroll played for Australia that year. Yeah, so, he did. Um, you know what I mean? So that just proves the point that even though your team's not going so well, you can still make representative teams. Exactly. It's obviously because it's a, it's a team, but the individual can be outstanding. You know, and who do you think is going to stand out this year for the Rabbitohs with the restarted season coming up, mate? Um, we're all hoping Latrell Mitchell. F- fingers crossed, honestly, for yeah, Latrell. Look, yeah, look, there's a, always a lot of pressure on, on Latrell, no matter what he does. I thought his first two games uh, of the season were okay. I thought he they were. But yeah, all, yep. Sorry, continue. But it. It's, uh, it was always going to take Latrell time mm. uh, to, to adjust to, to that fullback role. And um, look, we're, we're hoping Latrell goes well. Is Bennett uh, going to start him yeah. at fullback next week? This week coming up? We're led to believe he will. Just depending on 
depending on Cody Walker and Jimmy the Jet, whether they play. Well, as far as I know, Jimmy's gone not necessarily into rehab, but he's gone into a um, facility of some sort. Is he out, or or are we not sure yet? No, we're uh, we're under we're under the understanding that he is out. Okay, and he will be fit. He will be fit to play, but okay, uh, who knows? We'll, we'll know more on Tuesday when, when the teams are announced. Of course, yep. Yeah. And so everyone get keen for Teamless Tuesday. That about wraps it up, really. Um, is there anything you want to say to any listeners or fans of the game or Rabbitohs or anything in general? No, not really, mate. Um, just, uh, look, obviously podcasts are, are the way, you know, things are the future these days. and For sure. Um, you know, the, the Final Tackle podcast is doing well and, 